Hey, Cal. Yeah. So tell me about the first car that you ever had. Oh, my first car or my parents' first car? Like the one that I remember riding in or the one I remember driving? Uh, okay, let's go way back. To the way okay. back. Let's go to the way back. What, what, what um, well, of- my, my parents, my dad always had, um, when, when I was little, he always had a, a Buick. Um, so we had, we either had that or we had a convertible. And then, um, as I got a little bit older, my mom got a pacer and we had that car for a long time. And, um, and it, it was, it was a really good car. So I remember that and, and we didn't wear seatbelts so we could lay up the seats down and everybody get in the way back and just hang out there. How about you? What's uh, your first car? What oh, do you remember? So my fa- oh, we've the a car the car thing in my family is is uh, it's quite a journey, I guess. <laughs> so I mean, okay, want to go way back, way way back. So my grandfather ran um, a service station with his brother um, on Culver Road in Rochester a long long time ago. My dad grew up working in the gas station. So my dad actually knew a lot about cars and how to fix them and service them. And and he was always super resourceful with our cars. So <laughs> the funny, kind of funny story is my grandfather always made my father do the crummy jobs in the garage because he didn't want him working in the garage his whole life. He said, you know, education was the way to you know, get yourself a better job and not work so hard through life. So he always, my dad always talks about having to do all the really crummy jobs. And so my dad became a school teacher. But even then, back then, you're talking about the whatever, the 1960s, teachers didn't get paid a lot. He was building a, you know, growing a family and, and trying to make ends meet. So he was really resourceful with cars in terms of always fixing them. And I learned a lot about Cars and engines and I mean stuff you don't even touch today. And no, you, you open no. up the hood and everything's shrouded in plastic and you don't even. You're like, woo. Yeah, this is I mean, really I used expensive. to. I used to spend half my time with my head under the hood of a car. You know, uh, changing the radiator fluid, changing the radiator, <laughs> fixing thermostats. You know, right. getting in there with a crowbar and tightening up the alternator belt and. Um, all sorts of fun stuff. So, uh, gosh, we had all sorts of different cars our, our big one the, the big family car was uh chevy suburban it mm, was school, a big bu- car. school bus yellow um until it started to rot out and then my dad pop riveted some sheet metal where it was <laughs> so you know living in the northeast you get salty roads in the winter and lots of snow and things rust out not ever, all the cars had undercoating like they do today and I don't think it was invented. And then he, he he actually painted the the sheet metal black, so okay. it looked like we were driving around in a Pittsburgh Steeler. <laughs> well, you like Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I did like Pittsburgh. So Steelers. you must have felt you like know, a in the super mid, fan in the mid seventies. Pittsburgh was was the team to be, and so we drove around what we thought was the Pittsburgh Steeler truck. <laughs> And, could have uh, made Pittsburgh Steeler curtains. You could have done a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, but the car I learned how to drive on and took my driver's test on was we had a Ford Maverick. And it was it was my aunt's car that she handed down to the family. 
and it was like puke green. It was like a yellowish, greenish color. That was in style. It was awful. <laughs> it was in style. Was she was stylish. <laughs> and that was, I, you know, most of us kids learned how to drive on that one. But again, my dad was really resourceful. It, uh, the carburetor, the choke kept sticking on the carburetor. For those of you out there who know what a carburetor is. Um, and he, he actually put a manual choke on the automatic choke car <laughs> by drilling a hole through the firewall and putting a, a metal rod through that, that connected to the carburetor so that when you started the car, you could open up the choke. He was not letting anything stop these cars from running. That's pretty impressive. No, I mean, and yes, but besides, so you didn't have to go out and buy a new car if you knew how to fix it. Like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's not like that anymore. Sometimes it was a little unorthodox the way he fixed the cars, <laughs> but you know, again, hey, he was very cars, resourceful. They were running, and you guys all could get around. Yep. And in Rochester, that's really important because it's not like somewhere you can walk. Everywhere you go, you have to drive. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's pretty impressive. Well, when I met you back in college, you were driving. Oh, the monster. <laughs> The big green Econoline van. Yeah, there's there's nothing, you know, less like un, or more unsettling as your date taking you out for um, to dinner in a van in when you're 19 years old <laughs> and you're thinking, I'm not so you're sure. You're 19 years old. And for for the past 19 years, people have been telling you don't get into the car with the, anyone that has don't a get van. into vans with strangers. Yeah. <laughs> And then I got in and it had an AM radio and no heat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. And there was a hole in the dash where one of my college buddies punched a hole in the in the dashboard. Yeah. That that said a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good drunk bus uh when we were in college because I could you could cart everybody hopped into yep, your yep. van. We you could, were always the designated driver. We go from driver. the Fisher campus down in East Rochester where the bars were, and and I could. You were I always the, the original, DD. Yes. And it OG. was. OG. <laughs> <laughs> go down to Padams and and shuttle a couple people back and forth. Right. Right. <laughs> Right. Then we went through the phase of my first car because I didn't get my license until you taught me how to drive at age 20. Um, I didn't get my license. And my first car was a black Escort, which I loved. We went through a series of Escorts. We, As a family, as as the entire family, um, we all had Escorts. And it, we would go to your parents' house and the whole driveway would be full of Escorts. We really could have sold them. You know, we should have been on a commercial. So we found a, a nice, reliable automobile. The quintessential middle class, uh, mm -hmm. you know, teenager, early 20s, you know, first car, affordable, you know, good right. on gas mileage. <laughs> right, right. So we all had them. You had a black Escort, then we had a tan Escort, and a gray Escort was a hand-me-down from my dad. Um, Your sister had a bl two blue Escorts. My sister had an Escort. You then bought a blue Escort. Right. The, my Escort ended up being, there was one tan Escort, one gray Escort. It was tan Escort, tan seats, gray Escort, 
red seats. Right. Which ended up, I ended up with a tan escort with a tan and red seat at one point. Right. Two-tone right. seats. Right. From. It was attractive. and it, it had, Again, resourceful. It was very resourceful. So your dad, the seat broke, so your dad moved a seat from one vehicle into another. It didn't match, but it was functional. And then we broke out the sheet metal again because we had we, a, we had to pop pop rivet some sheet metal into the floorboards mm-hmm. because you could see the you could the see ground. the road going by the passenger <laughs> could see the road the going ground. by by their foot <laughs> yeah you were, I was afraid that my foot was going to go through again safety standards probably not as up to par as as they are today right <laughs> right. We wouldn't probably, yes. Now today we'd be like, oh, I don't think so. We we cannot possibly do any sheet metal repair on a vehicle anymore. Everything's plastic. Yeah, right. Right. It, it's been interesting. It, it was funny and it was fun. And all of the, I mean, we have pictures of the whole driveway of escorts. So we really, Ford should have paid us to be um, their spokespeople because we all bought that vehicle yeah you talk about those skills that that you spend a lot of time building skill Mm -hmm. and then and now because of technology you don't use it anymore like dialing a phone no (laughs) (laughs) i spent a lot of time learning how to fix car engines and change the oil and now i don't even yeah i don't do no we don't do any of that i don't know times have changed probably for the better awesome Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See ya.